and welcome back to another episode of the Unfunded Podcast. It's been a while, guys. Sorry, I had a little bit of a break there, a little bit of, I guess you would call, uh, writer's block. I, this is considered a form of writing, <laughs> thinking, I guess. Yeah, um, just a little bit of writer's block from uh, last week. I had a lot going on. I had a really, really, really goofy week last week, just to kind of uh, let you guys know what was going on. Like I kind of explained in one of the episodes, I was starting a new job, so I was kind of in the middle of training, I'm doing a lot of those kind of things. Uh, you know, a long work week essentially last week. And in the middle of it, I managed to um, lock my garage door opener in my garage. I live in an apartment, so I couldn't get into it. Uh, so they had to cut a hole in my garage wall to get into my garage. Um, I got to take Uber to work for that day, which cost me about 70 bucks. And then the very next day, I flooded about half of my apartment. Um, <laughs> apparently my, my bathroom sink was a little clogged and, uh, I was in a hurry to get to work again and, uh, shame on me for, for being in a rush. Right. But I left the sink, like the faucet running just slightly, not very much. Uh, but it was enough to fill up, you know, the whole sink over the course of the day. And then, uh, continue to flood not only the bathroom, but my <laughs> bedroom and into my living or my laundry room and my hallway. So that was not a pleasant surprise. Uh, <laughs> and then I had some friends in town. Um, so I was kind of out the whole weekend entertaining them and uh, forgot my keys when I was out one night too and had to go all the way back to pay double Ubers to do that. Uh, just one of those weeks, everything was off, man. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, right? That that uh, that that really holds true. But I also had a very fun week. It was nice to meet up with people and, and kind of I got to see some friends from work that I hadn't seen in a while. And uh, it was really, really a good time. So anyway, that's what's been going on with me. That's why there hasn't been an episode out for you uh, in the last, what, seven days, I think it's been now. So, um, but thank you for, uh, sorry, hold on one second. I think I left a video running. Um, but thank you for listening to the other episodes. I hope you've been enjoying them. And uh, without further ado, I'll go ahead and get into this one. Um, so today I want to talk about the idea of home. And I think, let's start with a definition. I guess that's always a good way to start, right? Let's see here. So home, there's two of them here. Um, the first one, the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or household. Two, an institution for people needing professional care or supervision. So we're talking about retired people there. Okay, we'll go with the first step, the first definition there. Um, the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or household. Now, this is a very, um, I feel like this is a very surface level way of looking at the idea of home, right? It, it, and, and of course, it has to be. It's a definition. It's got to be generally applicable. But um, the way I'm talking about it, the way I want to kind of dive into this idea is um, more in the in the sense of what it is. Like, how do you recognize home, I guess, is a good way to start this. How do you recognize when you're home? And I, I, I would answer that with it's a feeling. You know when you're home because you feel home, at home. You feel at home. And the funny thing is, is that feeling doesn't have to be attached to a place or a thing or a person. It can be. But I don't think it has to be. There's this idea wrapped up in the idea of uh, in, in, in home there's a sense of security, stability. There's a foundation built into the idea of home, right? Like, 
it's something you can depend on. It's something you can return to. It's something you can recoup in. It's something. It's 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 a place. It's a place of recharging. And I often find that when we when we go about trying to make our homes uh, from the time that we get out of high school and we, when you really start that process, that's really what you're doing when you get out of high school, you go into college, is you're devising a way to make a home, your own version of home. But, sorry for that, I had to take a drink of coffee there. I think we go about it the wrong way. I think the idea of home that we uh, have solidified in our head is unfounded. And um, the way we actually experience home is, is in a much deeper way than the tangible kind of perspective we usually use to view it. Because of this, I think we go about creating our versions of home in a, let's say, in the least effective way. I was watching a movie. Um, one of the thing, one of the one of the best movies I've ever seen is called Into the Wild. Um, many of you have probably seen that movie. Um, but short synopsis and spoiler alert ahead of time. But short synopsis: uh, the movie is about a young man, um, very young man, right out of high school, that decides that you know college and that route. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, right out of high school, I think. It might have been college, one of the two. Anyway, um, he he graduates and kind of feels this pressure from his family and the world to kind of go on to the next step and become a doctor, lawyer, whatever, you know, and just doesn't feel like it's calling to him. So he decides to take the money that he saved for college and to go out on his own and explore the world. And he becomes, he dubs himself Alexander Supertramp. This is in the early 90s. Uh, true story. And then he went and explored the world, kind of on foot, hitchhiking, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and was gone for two, three years, didn't really contact his family or anything like that. And then uh, finally came up with the idea of going all the way up to Alaska and uh, and living in the wilderness by himself. That was his idea of home, was going up to Alaska and, and, and insula- insulating himself from the outside world. Another movie I want to bring up, because I think both these movies are kind of similar, they have similar themes in them, um, actually, is the movie Up. You ever seen the movie Up? I watched both these both these movies a couple months ago, and I actually meant to talk about them before this, but I uh, just kind of had other topics coming up. Um, the, the movie Up, and it's, similarly, you know, you have this, it's, but it's it's interesting. I like that these two movies they have a similar they're, it's a similar lesson, I think, um, but not the same lesson, right? It's talking about a similar thing, but it's not the same lesson, and I think they're both valuable. And up, you see this this man, this adventurer, right? That loves to go and again, spoiler alert. As a kid, you see him, you know, dreaming of adventuring, going up in hot in uh, not hot air, but a uh, flying airship. You know what I mean? Excuse me again. This coffee is not agreeing with me. Um, and and going and exploring the world, finding undiscovered species, all this kind of stuff. That's his hero. Is like the the adventurer, and he ends up running into his wife, and he's a uh, lifelong wife, um, and and they kind of create this bond based on that idea of adventure and as you watch the beginning of the movie you see that they never are able to actually go and 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 complete the adventures they they talk about when they're younger right they life gets in the way essentially and before you know it um the wife passes away and you're left this this man by himself and you see this process of him turning into this grumpy kind of recluse um
I want to keep going with up for a second. What I find interesting about up is... In that movie, there's this, this, this searching, right? He's searching, or he's... Once his wife passes... And then his house is taken away from him, or they try, you know, this bank or something like that tries to take his house away from him. He devises this plan to go and complete the adventure that they never completed, right? To go and it's this place in South America where they want to go and, and move their house to. And so he devises his plans, and you know, he does it in a very creative way, you know, with the heart, of the you know, balloons, and attaches all these balloons to his house, and essentially flies his house there. Again, in this idea, there's he's living in his home, right? He's in his home. He's surrounded by all these memories. He's surrounded by pictures of his wife, all these things, they, all this, this life they built together and everything they did. And then he takes and uproots that literally and carries all of those memories, all of that life, that home through a storm and through the, you know, over continents and all with the express purpose of placing it in a specific location. You know, like, it, yes, there was this call to adventure, but the reason he was doing it wasn't for the call to adventure. It was, it was, it was this bitterness with life that it didn't allow him and his wife to go and do the things that they wanted to do. So he's going to take that back. You know what I mean? He's going to go and do those things regardless. And there's, and somehow expects to find some, some kind of satisfaction. But what I find interesting is he gets there, you know, he gets all the way. And, and along, along this journey, he has this little kid, right? This little boy scout you know, wide-eyed, kind of bushy-tailed, and, and, and very, you know, gung-ho, innocent. And you see this old man's bitterness kind of ruin the innocence in the kid as he goes through this on this adventure. His one-track mind, his idea of home, and, and trying to implement that, ends up kind of ruining the kid's innocence, in a sense, at least for a short period of time. And there's this one scene in the movie where you see him. He's made it to the place. He's brought the house where it needs to be. He's sitting on, you know, the, the you know, in his chair that he usually sits in. And the kid has taken off because the kid's mad at him because he's, you know, the guy's being a butthead. And he's sitting there and, and you know, everything he's ever wanted, right? He's sitting there and he realizes as he's sitting in that chair, oh, my God, I had everything I needed. 2,000 miles away or before I did this. I didn't need I didn't need to do any of this home isn't a place <laughs> you know what I mean it, it, it's it's something in that movie is it's kind of trying to show you that it's a combination of all of the things that you've done together all of the hopes all of the dreams but also all of the sadness all of the you know it, it's like you can look at your life and regret right but if you do that you devalue what you do have you know what I mean it's like you look at your life and he was looking at his life saying man we just always we never got out there and did the adventures that we were going to do we weren't real adventures and then, you know, he spends this huge amount of effort to implement that after his wife passes and realizes after doing almost the impossible that he's no better off than he was before. That it wasn't where his home was that was making him feel empty. It was the fact that he was looking at it from the wrong perspective. He wasn't viewing his home properly. For one, he had this little, 
like this innocent kid that he that had brightened up his life in every way imaginable, but he wasn't willing to to see it. You know what I mean? This kid trying to life itself, the universe trying to show you, hey, look here, hope, happiness. You know, like everything you could ever imagine. You know, in in a child, right, right there in front of you. You have everything to live for right in front of you. This kid that needs a father figure. But yet you're so self-absorbed with yourself. You're so obsessed with making this home, this version of home, you know, that you 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 chase it like a dog with a carrot, you know, a, a dog to a stick. And, and, and in doing that, you run and trample the kid, you know. Let's go back to Into the Wild. Because in that movie... You have this idea of a similar idea where he's going out into the world to find his home. Different, in contrast to Up, this is a young man. This is a man that doesn't have the, the benefit of wisdom, right? Of, of lived experience. But he still has this feeling, this drive, this urge to go out into the wilderness and to, to experience or find his version of home. Why? You could debate that all day. I would say there's got to be some kind of spiritual aspect to that. That calling out to the wild, right? But that but it, it does it almost is is besides the point right his 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 drive to do it because the meaning is in what he figures out like i said he goes and travels the country and runs into all these fantastic amazing people he ends up running to this group of people that is a family exactly the family that he's been looking for you know he left a very bad household a broken home with parents that fought physically abusive that kind of stuff right a sister that was trapped there and he he was running away from that and he always wanted the a, a real family you know he always he 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 looks he's he, you could tell he was looking for some kind of love and a, 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 on this trip this journey he finds it he comes across exactly what he's looking for multiple times but he is so focused on instituting his version of home that he blows right by those people you know he he has every opportunity to just stay there with the people that make him feel safe comfortable and alive but and 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 also people that that can appreciate his perspective from a different one that's something that's really hard to find people that appreciate your perspective even if they don't share it you know what i mean and he finds those people and then he leaves them because he's so focused in you know this goal that he's put in his mind the going and living in the wilderness instituting his version of home completing this journey and so he does and as he's doing this i mean like i said people are warning him you know telling him you know don't go out by yourself don't leave don't don't do this you know what i mean and he continues to push and push and finally you know about three quarters it's actually it kind of jumps around but about you know, they, it divides it up into like epochs, his life in this movie. And so like it, you know, it's towards the end of the movie, but he finally gets to Alaska and um, he's, you know, he's initially completely and utterly blown away by this wilderness, this fastness, being attached to this thing, you know, that, that, that is so foreign to us in the modern world, you know, he's out there living in it, he's by himself, he's hunting, he's gathering, he comes across a school bus, and he ends up making it into a home, you know, it's almost like it's meant to be, in a sense, and you see this vastness, this beauty, I mean, it's, it is, it's like, oh my god, like, what a home, like, what a home, you know, you want to say home, it's like, what a home, but 
he eventually starts to get lonely. Sorry if you hear my dog snoring. She's really sawing logs right now. It's a little early in the morning, so. Excuse me. He starts to get lonely. And so he decides, I'm going to go back. He realizes, he's like, oh man, like, look at these people that I've ran into. Look at these people I miss. You know, this girl that he ran into that he probably should have been married to kind of a thing, right? He starts thinking about these people and he's like, I want to go back. I want to, he realizes, oh man, let's go find some of these people and show them this place. And as he tries to go out, leave, the path that he came in through is unpassable. The runoff from that year is too heavy. And so the river is flowing way too fast and he can't cross the river. There's no crossable path to get out of the wilderness he's in. And so he's trapped there for the winter. And in that area, in, in Alaska, basically you're at the mercy of nature, right? If there's a caribou herd in the area, you're good. But if the caribou herd moves on in the winter, you're done. Kind of, There's nothing to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's going to be nothing there. Maybe some like rabbit or something like that but very few things to eat and that's what ends up happening is he ends up start starting to there's not enough food and he starts to starve and then he starts to go into a panic as he starts to starve and he goes and you know he has a lot of knowledge on what he should eat and what shouldn't he shouldn't eat but he's he's literally starving to death so his you know he's not perceiving things correctly and he ends up accidentally poisoning himself with a a a natural potato that he that he thinks he finds out or finds out in the wilderness and it's one of those kind of things where once you eat it you're done there's no kind of going back especially if you're out in the wilderness um basically it's going to force your body into starving itself after that point you won't be able to keep food down you won't be able to keep water down all that kind of stuff and that's what happened to this guy and so you get to watch at the end of this movie this man realize i'm gonna die out here and I'm, I'm never going to get back to those people that I ran into. They're never going to see this place. I'm never going to be able to show anybody else what I found out here. And the last thing he writes, I don't know if this is true. I hope it is because it's an absolutely beautiful way to end this. I mean, one of the most beautiful stories I've ever seen or heard of. But the last thing he writes is life is meaningless if it's not shared. And then he passed away. And he died in the school bus. And I believe hikers or hunters found him about two weeks later. But incredibly morbid, right? I don't mean to bring down the podcast. But the reason I, I describe that story, too, along with Up, is Alexander Supertramp. I always remember his name. It was Christopher something. But I, I can never forget remember his name. Um, let me look it up really quick, actually. That's a good... Alexander Supertramp. Chris McDaniels, or McCandless. Chris McCandless, that's it. There's pictures of him in the school bus and where he was, all that kind of stuff. He took pictures of himself while he was out there. It's pretty interesting. But he went through this whole journey, right? All of this, he went through all of this to figure out that none of it is meaningful unless you have somebody to show it to, unless you have another perspective to view it through. That's kind of what you do, you know? When you when you engage with people, when you surround yourself with other people, like I've said before, kind of in terms of the ego, what they do in a sense is bounce their perspective back off of you. You know what I mean? And that's partially what keeps you sane is people bouncing off their perspective off of you because you don't have, you need something to vet yourself off of or else there's nothing to keep your perspective intact. 
You know what I mean? It's like the the world starts to become very, very like 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 jello. It doesn't. It doesn't. You, you nothing. Be, nothing's tangible anymore if nobody else is viewing it, too. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 this. It's it's kind of like the idea of like if a, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it, does it make a sound? It's like that, except like, well, if a tree falls in the forest and and there's one person there to hear it, like, does it st- is it still making a sound? in reference to the world if you see what i'm saying right it doesn't doesn't matter anymore that one person saw it or 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 nobody was there you know what i mean it's 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 only relevant if like if 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 multiple perspectives can view the same thing happening because then it's a you were able to play with that thing in 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 the form of thought or the form of conversation whatever right but unless it's unless it's viewed from multiple perspectives it's almost meaningless and I think that's something that, you know, Christopher f- discovered, you know, in the, through the ultimate sacrifice is, is that, you know, you can, in some ways your ego, cause that's kind of what got him to, is he had this sense that, you know, he had been wronged, you know, that, that his parents and his upbringing and everything and the world itself had wronged him and that he needed to escape it. And in doing that and taking on that perspective and holding on to it so, so tightly that he wouldn't let anything or anybody else creep in and destroy it you know he 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 figured out a way that he was going to go and make this world right or at least make his experience in the world right and he wasn't going to let anybody else influence that and so once <laughs> once uh once you reach, reach a certain point there is a, a point of no return that i don't think we all realize you know it doesn't have to be in as extreme as Christopher's case, right? But you can, like, in a sense, kind of, if we go back to up, hurt people where they don't come back to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can walk away from people enough or you can turn your back on them and they're not going to risk taking a chance on you again. You know, for instance, that little boy in up, you know, the old man pushed him away, pushed him away, pushed him away, and then he decided to run away, to leave. And a lot of times people won't come back once they make that decision. They're not going to like turn back around and be like, okay, yeah, you know what? Like, let's do this again. So you have to be really careful. You have to be careful with ideas, especially ones you come up with your on your own. Ones you come up with by yourself and you don't vet through other people. You don't bounce off other people. Because if, if <laughs> you can get maniacal really quick, you know what I mean? Beware of solutions. You know, this finitude in, 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 in discovering how to do something or how to fix something. If you ever feel like you've come to this finitude, like this, 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 this answer, <laughs> you know, by yourself, you probably haven't. It requires another perspective, you know, that's partially why I'm doing this podcast and want people to engage is because it requires another perspective. I can just sit here and talk at the mic all day, but it doesn't mean anything unless people are engaging with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you have to, we started with this idea of home, right? And I know we've kind of, we always go a little bit on a tangent. I'm going to, I'm going to stop staying tangent so much, <laughs> but, um,
I think what I'm what I'm getting to is <clears throat> as goofy as it sounds, I think there's a certain amount of trust you have to have to create the proper environment in which a home can flourish. You have to trust that you'll know when you're there. And you have to try to not force it. Try to not squeeze very hard. Because forcing it in both of those movies is exactly what led people astray, led both those men astray. They knew what the answer was, and they went after it. Well, (laughs) maybe you were right, maybe you weren't, but you didn't really share it with anybody else, right? You didn't really, like, you you didn't vet that idea. You didn't listen to other people when they told you that there might be problems with your idea. You just kind of went full bore ahead, you know, relying only on your perspective. And when you do that, you open yourself up to a lot of hurt and a lot of pain because you're not enough by yourself. Your perspective, very simply put, is not enough to figure out an answer to anything. I don't think. If there was one person in humanity's history that lived for all of human existence, right, the time that we've been alive, humans, if it was only one person that lived that entire time, Do you really think we'd be where we were sitting, where we're sitting right now? One person, one individual. Do you think that that person, given an unlimited life, would have been able to come up with all the developments and all of the technology and all of the advancement that we've gotten from countless individuals throughout history? I say no. I say the reason that we have those developments is because other people have some ways embodied the people that have come before them. You know, they've, 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 they've built off of what has already been built and each individual was meant to do that one piece of the building. You know what I mean? It's like Einstein was meant to produce relativity so that we could build off of it. You know what I mean? It's, 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 Newton was meant to sit under the apple tree so that we could build off of it. You know, it's, it's not that any one man or any one perspective was correct. (laughs) It was a piece of the whole puzzle. It's exactly the idea I'm trying to implement or describe in with the like with the generalized perspectives I've outlined scientific thought, religious thought, uh, and philosophical thought. These perspectives each need to be they each they need each other to achieve proper validation. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, just like I said, none of them are enough. And and it's, 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 you know, you can, you can take the meaning out of what you're doing too. By pushing too hard, by forcing it. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's this idea When I worked at Amazon, I used to do this quote, and this is kind of why I brought it up. I used to do a quote of the day because, you know, like I said, I've had a, had a lot of people that I would, you know, give, we call it a stand-up, so kind of like a morning briefing too. And when I did that, I'd always write something on the board or I'd try to write something on the board. And one of the things I used to write quite a bit was, um, home isn't a place, it's a feeling. And I truly, I believe that that is true at a deep level. I don't think I'm quoting anybody on that. I think it's just something I came up with. But home is a place, not a feel or a feeling, not a place. I really believe it. I'm sure somebody else has said that before, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Because that's how you recognize it. 
When you walk in that front door, it's not that you're walking in the door or that now you're on, you know, now you're on the floor mat instead of being outside. You know, it's, it's, it, you, you recognize it. There's this energy to the home, to the idea of home. And when you get to that place, you're, you're natural. Like it's like you, your spirit, your soul, whatever is, you know, whatever you are deeply that resonates with that thing. You know, if you want to talk about it in terms of kind of like the universe structured as vibration, you know, a lot of the spiritual, you know, you'll hear spiritualists talk about this idea of vibration, right? I think there's something to it, but I think it's kind of, it's viewed as this foo-foo idea, right? That it's, 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 oh, you're just talking, you know, spacey. No, no, no. It actually gets this, you know, there's this, there's this, this, the theory, the string theory, right? This idea that, that everything at a basic level is, is, is structured similar to a string, a vibrating string, like a frequency and, and kind of what determines what a particle is at a base level is what vibration, what frequency this string is vibrating at. That's like one of the best, I'd, that's one of the most popular theories for what the universe is at a base level. Like deeper, like as deep as you go, strings vibrating. It's like music. Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful. I love string theory. I think it's such a beautiful theory because I think it does actually speak of some kind of natural state that this world exists in this wave form. You can see, you know, like the light travels in a wave, sound travels in a wave, you know. Mag- magnet. I mean, it, it, it's it's the, the the strong and weak magnetic forces or, or nuclear forces. I believe work in a wave. Like it's 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 uh, or at least yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so there's something to frequency because that's all a wave is is a frequency, a trough, a trough and a peak, a trough and a peak, trough and a peak. How close are those two things together determines the frequency. That's all it is. So home is you vibrating and resonating at the same frequency as the place or the thing or the person. That's why you can feel at home with a person. I think it's a little harder with things and places, but I think it's still the same. It's like you can feel like when you when you walk into a certain restaurant or something and it has that vibe and you'll hear people say like, oh, this is a cool vibe. You know what I mean? Oh, this is a cool vibe. But they're, what they're talking about is frequency. They're, they're resonating with that frequency of that place. That's what they're doing. But they don't want to sound like they're crazy. So they just say, oh, that's a cool vibe. <laughs> but vibe, vi- like vibration, that's what they're talking about. Frequency. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's a cool ambiance. You know, if you want to really avoid, <laughs> you know, connecting it with frequency. But that's all it is. You're, 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 you're tuning into a frequency. It's similar to a radio receiver turning in, tuning into a radio frequency. And so you can receive information. It's resonating with you. And so in some ways, I wonder if maybe you're getting past information. Maybe that's where the, the, the experience of home is in passage of information, even in a very simple sense. 
you're inspired to feel home, which means that there was some kind of information passed. How is that information passed? I think it's passed through the recognition of resonance. That you as an individual have a very, very specific frequency akin to your own radio station. You are your own radio station. You're also your own radio receiver, right? And so you can broadcast, but you can also receive. And what home is, is when you take the mic and you put it too close to the radio and it goes, it's resonance. That's what happens when you are home. And with that, guys, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that was a good one. I, I really liked it. I think that ended well. Um, this idea of resonance, we're going to have to talk about that uh, a little more in depth. Um, but again, apologies for the break and not getting anything to you out uh, on Monday or Tuesday. I know it's kind of nice. A lot of you probably, I see a lot of you listen to it on your morning commute. So I apologize for not being there with you on your morning commute this week. But uh, I'll try to, you know, again, get, get them out as, as much as I can. I what I really try to not force this because um, I find, like I've said in the podcast before, when you squeeze too hard, that's when you produce something that isn't really that valuable. Excuse me. Um, you don't, it's when you create something that isn't really you. And so I'm really trying to apply the ideas I'm talking about in this podcast in the podcast itself so it can serve as an actual demonstration of the ideas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, and. I will be back at it as soon as I can. All right. Have a good rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.